Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I am Lainey Anderson and today we will be talking about Norm of the North, Yellow Day, and Star Wars The Force Awakens. Right now I'm speaking to Ryan about Norm of the North. Hi Ryan, it's so nice to talk with you. It's very nice to talk to you as well. I'm very curious about this new animated film, Norm of the North. Tell us what the storyline is all about. This story takes place in the Arctic, and the main character is Norm. He's a polar bear, but as he gets older, he has a special gift to talk to humans. He never really used this power until one day people start building condos in the Arctic, and Norm doesn't like this idea, and I don't want to spoil it. He finds his way to New York City to stop it, and if you want to know more, you should go see the movie. Wow, that sounds very interesting. I can't wait to see the movie. How do you think this independently produced film compares with those big studios? I think they did pretty well compared to other studios because they were working with Lionsgate and Lionsgate is really known for great movies. Okay, so such as Disney. This movie is supposed to be funny, right? How funny is it and what makes it funny or not so funny? Well, even though this movie is supposed to be funny... Some of the jokes I didn't really laugh at because I felt like they were sort of corny and that's my opinion. Other kids could laugh at it is that I didn't really like some of the jokes. Like the only jokes I really liked was when Norm started a dance out of nowhere and it was a very funny scene. But I didn't really find this funny in some parts. Okay, so the movie's not totally funny, but it does sound like there are some parts that are funny. It seems that there are a lot of movies that involve talking animals. Is there any movies that you could compare to Norma the North? I can compare to other movies that are talking animals, like, for example, Snow Buddies and, well, it's not really a movie, it's more of a TV show, I guess, like Dog with a Blog, and there's sort of this same in a way. It's about like animals who feel like they're different than any other animal in the world. So that's something that I can compare Norm to. Okay, so there's animals who feel different in Norm of the North? Yes. Okay, when you screened it, were those who laughed mostly kids or adults? Who seemed to enjoy it the most? I feel like the adults were mostly laughing and not many kids because when I went, there were not so many kids as there were adults. And a few adults were laughing more than the kids because when I was watching it and there were kids in the screening, not many really laughed, but I felt like this, I felt like some adults were laughing. Um, wow, that's really interesting. I thought that there would be more kids laughing than the adults so that's definitely good to know. Did you think that the animation was strong or did you see a 
few flaws in it. The only flaw I really had with it was with one of the characters, Mr. Green. He he kind of felt like felt unrealistic because how he walked through animation. Because in some scenes he was moving like he was flexible, like he moved too quick, like in like he has a superpower or something. Because he didn't really walk like any regular person. He sort of like slid to like one side to the next. So I felt like he wasn't really. It didn't really make him look like a real person. So what did you think that? was strong about the animation one thing that was strong about the animation would be when with the weather wise because how it was raining on the characters made it look realistic and that's that's really cool you're listening to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids network today we are talking about norm of the north yellow day and star wars the force awakening and right now i'm talking about norm of the north now back to the storyline describe your favorite My favorite scene would have to be the beginning, mostly because I, I, well, not the beginning, I mean when Norm finds out he could speak to humans, because this, how they introduced it was very funny and adorable because they show how Norm knew about this when he was a kid and it made a perfect storyline and made a perfect plot. That's really cool. Since this movie was around an hour and a half, did you feel that it was a good length or should it have been longer or shorter? I felt like this movie had a perfect length because for for a child's movie because if it was longer, I think many kids wouldn't enjoy it. But this length had a perfect flow. It wasn't rushed and it wasn't too slow either. So I feel that this had a perfect length. Who was your favorite character in this movie? My favorite character would have to be Norm because he is very different from all the other polar bears and he doesn't know how to use his power until one day and you see him change throughout the movie. So how do you see him change throughout the movie? Well, I'm try- I'll try not to spoil it. But he changes because he thinks that he doesn't really, that that he has no purpose of using this power and he doesn't really want to use it. But when when people start building condos on the Arctic, he feels like he needs to use his power to help the Arctic. What was your favorite scene? I don't really have a favorite scene actually in this movie. Well, then, what was a scene that you really enjoyed? Maybe not your favorite, but one that you really liked. A scene that I really liked was when Norm was visiting Mr. Green, and he was in the waiting room, and the and the receptionist was, was being massaged by Norm's friends. I'm, I'm not sure what their names are. But that was a very funny scene. What was funny about that scene other than what you told me about already? Well, my favorite part would be when they were mas- like when they were massaging her and she was asleep and it, and the scene became very interesting well very funny for many people and that was a scene that I really enjoyed. Would you say that that was the funniest scene in the whole movie? I'm not sure because there were some funny scenes and I'm not sure. 
Okay, well, that scene sounds really fun. What was the message of this film? The message of this film would have to be that you can mostly, you can mostly really, the, wait, the message of the, fe- the, the movie would be that you can mostly do anything and just, and if you're given something, you should use it because it can help you in any situation. That's a very cool message. What was the genre of this film? This genre is more like a children, family, adventure film. Okay, so you'd recommend it for people who like adventure and it's a family movie, right? Yes. Is there anything that in this film that hints that there might be a sequel someday? And if so, would you like to see it like if so what would you like to see included how it ended it could be a sequel i don't want to spoil it because it'll kind of just kind of ruin how it ends and how it ends kind of shows a sequel and i would love to see it because the sequel would kind of show how things change in the movie. That's really interesting. So would you watch it if it came out? Yes, I would. That's cool. Let's take a break. I'm Lainey Anderson, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attraction. Today's show is sponsored by The Little Prince from Encircle Entertainment. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiva Blakesley. And today's show is also sponsored by The Little Prince by Instagram Entertainment. And we're going to be talking about the films Norm of the North, Star Wars Force Awakens. And right now, we're talking about Yellow Day. And what better to talk about a film about spiritual love and hope than Brianna Hope on. Thank you very much for being on the show, Brianna. Thank you, Kiefer. Thank you. <laughs> it just moves me. <laughs> well, speaking about moving, how about we talk about Yellow Day? So tell us a little bit about what the film is, because quite frankly, I have not heard about this film. Okay. First of all, I totally understand where you're coming from, Matt, when you say I've never heard about this film, because it is under the radar, and there are a few reasons why, but it is under the radar, and when I saw this film, I was like, oh my gosh, why isn't this publicized? Not that it's like, oh my gosh, it's so good, it should be publicized, but it definitely should be publicized and definitely should be encouraged to watch. Anyway, (laughs) speaking about (laughs) watching the actual film, it's basically about Drew Seeley, who's the actor, and he's called The Good Man, which is his name throughout the film. Like, he has an actual name, but people mostly just call him The good man so (laughs) anyway no one cares about his actual name just call him a good man he's on a quest to find this girl that he met at a lock-in kind of Mm. at church and he was in there with her because the janitor didn't see either of them and he locked it up and and they were just there and so she leaves and he's trying to find her at the celebration she goes to every year so it's basically like this mystery of will i find the girl that i've fallen in love with in church now i'm sensing sparks like nicholas sparks i should say um, in this kind of story so it sounds like your little lovey-dovey kind of romantic have... film well continue you have something to say about that okay i'm sorry i no, have, it's okay i have conflicted emotions about this film okay because first of all i like romances but they have to be done in a certain way and i feel like this film was trying to pack on so many main ideas that it was like the part that i was really interested in it was being put on the back burner because of this whole other thing uh-huh. so it was like of course it was spiritual and Christianity but then it was also love and then it was also hope and then it was also faith and it was like all these different things they're trying to convey each one to the strongest point but it shadows the other ones and puts other things on the back burner and it got me confused a lot of the time I was like what's going on and then also at the beginning of this film I was very confused I was like so does no one call him by his actual name or like that was the one thing I was like why don't people call him by his actual name but by the end of this film I really liked it yeah because the script says so guys (laughs) follow the script but the first half of this film I was like "Mm," but the second half I like grows on you yes it's one of those films I can totally understand that I have films like that where there was it's so there's a good part in there there's great material but they don't focus on it you could have made a movie out of this part that's my infliction with Longest Ride I totally agree no Longest Ride was amazing I don't know what you're talking about no 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 We'll agree to disagree here, but I think it should have been about Ruth and Ira instead of about the younger couple in there. I mean, I felt like that story was more compelling than the younger couple, so... I have to agree with that. Anyway. (laughs) There you go. Well, we're talking about Yellow Day. So, upon further research, since I didn't know much about this film, so I did some research and I did some investigating, and I saw that a lot of it was live action, but also some animation. Explain how that fitted into the film. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm so conflicted about this film. Let's do it. Anyway, so I've seen 
seen a few films that mix together animation and live action. And it has to be, again, uh, again, it has to be done in a certain way for me not to be like, what is going on? And I felt as though the live action was good, the animation was good, but the transferring into one another, that's what gave me the problem. It was very, this weird, awkward, like, oh, we're in the middle of talking to each other, now let's go into the middle of a forest. I was just really confused, and it wasn't, it sometimes wasn't as smooth as I would have liked it, but once it got to the actual animation, I was like, okay, I can totally deal with this. This is nice, I really like it, it's very clear, it's very lively, they're in the forest, they're frolicking away, trying to find this girl. I understand that, I like that, I like both aspects, but the transition from one to another, it confused me a bit. Totally understand, haven't seen it yet, but that's... (laughs) Totally understand, but you know. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't really relate yet. Give an example of, like, a scene, without giving too much away, of the transition being awkward, and how, again, how does the animation play into the story of him finding this girl? One, I, in my personal opinion, I don't think it plays any, any role. Really? They did not have to have the animation. I don't know what they were thinking, but, I mean, it, it was nice, but I don't think it added anything. And with a scene that particularly, okay, so she's talking to her, and this is in live action. He starts talking to her, the the young girl that leads him to his destiny. Anyway, <laughs> so he's talking to her about, I think, a piano? I'm not really sure. And they're in a room by themselves, because he's daydreaming, but you don't really know when he's daydreaming because he's always oh, awake. It's, anyway, so people around him think he's daydreaming, but currently present, he's in a room alone with this little girl, and then it just turns into they're in a meadow. I was like, what? what? I don't, what? Because it didn't say oh, how, and you know how characters, I sometimes think that characters think the same as the audience, and it's like, well, why yeah. does this, why does it automatically change to animation? And I feel like he should have asked that, and that was a weird word, <laughs> asked that, and the girl, you know, given some sort of explanation, answering his question, but also answering the audiences. Now, see, there are films like that who the character protagonist has an imagination, and we see that. Christmas Story is an example of that. That's the only thing I can think of right now, where he has an active imagination, and it plays into the story. But there's a reason why it builds to our character, into our story, into what he's feeling at that moment, even if it is soap opera-ish. But yeah. so far, it's signed here that we don't know why. Point K. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're Spanish. On point. <laughs> well, thank you very much. You're listening to Kids Best Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we're talking about the film's Norm of the North, Star Wars Force Awakens, and we're continuing our conversation with Brianna about Yellow Day. So, something that I really did like about this film, though, was the fact that it was in a storybook form. Uh-huh. It started, like, the book opened, like, it was Yellow Day. The, that was the title, obviously. So it opens, <laughs> and then it opens, and it has the words on the page, and it has this kind of picture drawing of a character, and then it as it reads, and you can see it reading, and I guess the narrator reads, and the picture kind of comes to life, and then after a few scenes, it goes back to the book, and you can see it flip a few pages, and then and the, the story comes back to life again. That is something that I thought very unique, and I really, really liked how it was done. Well, maybe that's why they had animation point. Maybe that the animation was to show that kind of that thin line of it's a, it's, oh, it's a storybook. Is that it a, makes sense. That could make sense. But again, <laughs> even though it's it's there, it, the transitions still sound very awkward. Yeah. So, but that's something to think about. And again, it's maybe one of those films you have to watch a second time that's to true. understand. Just thinking. I mean, I have to see the film myself to really you put do. that theory yeah. to 
kissed. So let's talk about the characters in this film and their personal journey. Do you feel like any of the audience members can relate to this? Bes- besides the, the looking for the one, but like the spiritual journey in this film. Okay, me being a Christian, I I feel as though this film is very repetitive because of course to me, like I, I since I'm in a Christian school and I hear that all the time, the things that they say in this film aren't really new to me. So it gets a bit preachy for me. I see. But that's just because that's what I've grown up around my whole life. So it of course would seem preachy to me. Okay, so the main character, the good man, I don't know. I feel like he starts off with this whole like, I'm trying to search for this girl, a very basic, shallow type. Okay, I need to search for this girl. We're going to get married and we're going to have seven kids. I feel like that's how he starts off. And then as it goes along, I feel like he gets kind of deeper into that, which I didn't expect. I was like, I thought he would like do the whole, oh my gosh, I'm growing oh. out of it and I'm going spiritually closer to God, which he did do. But I also think he got deeper into, I need to find this girl. But there's this twist at the end that I can't spoil it for you. But anyway, no, it won't. Don't. I think it's cute and nice that he gets deeper into that. I really feel like I really need to find this girl because, you know, she comes to this every year and, and she, I really need this and not. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I need to see this girl. It's very interesting. She's always here. She's a ball of sunshine. Yellow day. Woo. I like his transformation. It kind of goes in a full circle, not in a bad mm. way. Not like no. he starts off really bad and then he gets good and then he starts killing people again. His, his arc. Yeah, I like his arc. It's a very nice arc. And I feel like everyone else around him, though, doesn't have that, which is well, kind of depressing. But wait, it, he is oh. the main character, so. Well, the supporting characters, like, very, like, a big influence, and do we see them a lot? Or because uh, we want to see them change? Okay, the little girl, who is also not given a name, I do not know why. <laughs> what? I'm like, why is no one given <laughs> an actual name? Anyway, so I feel like the little girl has a really big influence in his, in his kind of spiritual journey and realistic journey. That didn't make sense. Anyway, so she's like, <laughs> both of his journeys that he goes through, I feel like he's a big influence to her, but I also feel like he's trying to influence her, but it's not working. It's like, I'm really trying to get you to see the brighter side. And she's like, yeah, I see the brighter side, but it's a very sarcastic, like, yeah, okay. okay. And I'm like, okay. So what do you but think? I, Sorry, go on. I did like the, the main character's arch, and I, I did like how he how he went through things. Now, who do you think the audience for this film is, and how many stars would you give it? Okay, the audience, I feel as if it's six to 13, and I keep debating this because six, I feel as though it's too young in some scenes, but in other mm-hmm. scenes, it's like they would totally understand. So that's why I'm boring that. So safer would be seven, but I still feel as though six-year-olds would understand it depending on where they are in their life <laughs> at six years old well, and true. 13 years old because you can understand all of it at 13 and you can add your own input in your mind. I give this film three and a half out of five stars because I really, really liked the ending. Like the second half of this film, I really, really liked it. And I loved how it ended. I love how everyone was just, just this great thing. It's just the first half of the film. I was like, I don't understand what's going on. There are films like that. And I'm glad there was some redeeming qualities for this film for you. Thank you very much, Brianna, for talking about Yellow Day. It's always a pleasure. Oh, thank you, Kifa. It's always a pleasure. Quite well. Governor. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by The Little Prince by N Circle Entertainment. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? 
It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Welcome back. I'm Lady Anderson, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Norm of the North, Yellow Day, and Star Wars The Force Awakens. And right now, I'm talking to Kiefer about Star Wars The Force Awakens. Hi, Kiefer. So nice to talk with you. Nice to talk with you, Lainey. Everyone, she's doing a great job for the first time. Great job, Lainey. Thanks. How excited were you to finally see Star Wars The Force Awakens? I will be honest with you. I wasn't like the big hyped-up fans like everybody else in the costumes or anything. My school went nuts. I'm one of those people like, I was genuinely excited, but I'm not the big Star Wars fan. I'm more of a Marvel kind of guy. But I was extremely excited, and quite frankly, I really enjoyed this film. I feel like it had some really good parts to it. So yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree that my, my school was like really, really, really excited about seeing this movie. And I actually haven't seen the other movies. I've only seen this movie. I just saw this movie, so I thought it was pretty good, though. Well, keep so. the spoilers to a minimum, though. <laughs> Everyone is talking about Star Wars now that it is out. So how would you compare to all the hype? How did it compare to all the hype surrounding the movie? I think the main complaint, I mean, it, it, I feel like it left up to people's expectations. I think a lot of people liked it, and it was great. But to be honest, I felt people were very disappointed that it was so much like, for lack of a better word, it's it's, it's so much like Star Wars 4, the New Hope. The stories and the premise is pretty much the same. But here's my take on it. The reason why it was so much like the other Star Wars was not just for nostalgic value. It was so, it was to show the audiences that, hey, we know that Star Wars, the prequels, when we try to do new, something new with Star Wars, it didn't turn out so well. So we're here to make a film to gain back your trust, the audience, and for the fans, that new filmmakers can create a good Star Wars film. A lot of the tropes and a lot of the characters and the plot was very much like the original sh- movies. But now I feel like since this film has been out, I feel like that the new, the next few films are going to be original and they're going to be a new take now that they've gained the audience's trust. 
Well, speaking of that, do you think that Disney did a good job or do you think that the other studio did a better job? I mean, Lucasfilm didn't get much. I, I heard Lucasfilm didn't get too much creative properties. Well, creative influence into the film. I mean, I feel like everyone was thinking, oh, no, Disney's taking over. Pinocchio's going to have a lightsaber nose. I mean, come on, people. Disney's done great with Marvel. So I, was, I wasn't really worried about that much. So I don't feel like it was a big influence. I think much I think much of it of Disney was a lot of the advertisement and the marketing for it. That's not very much on how the film was made. Without spoiling any surprises, tell us about the basic storyline. The basic storyline, and here's when it comes when it sounds like New Hope, is that BB-8 is has information about. See, I mean, I want to talk about it, but it's hard not to. I don't. I don't feel like I should talk too much about it. I feel like the, the, the story is pretty much about a new, a new... You know what? I'm just going to talk about it. BB-8 has information about the whereabouts of Luke Skywalker. Uh, the Kylo Ray is now looking for BB-8 to, to figure out where Luke Skywalker is, and they have to blow up pretty much a bigger Death Star. So, that's pretty much the main plot. I don't want to... I mean, you can't really give too much away, and that's why I was so stumped with it. I couldn't give too much away, because I don't... It's been out for a while, but not many people have seen, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, because this is a film that was totally based, off, totally based off twists and turns. But, Lainey, what did you think about the film i'm really curious what was some points in there that you really enjoyed about it well i really enjoyed well since i hadn't seen any others i i I wasn't like i didn't know what to expect yeah definitely and so i just thought it was really cool how all the well First of all, I think the cast was amazing. Mm-hmm. And since everyone's talking about it, like they like a lot of people really enjoyed it. So, I I really enjoyed it. I'm glad. You know, and that's a good point too to put in there that even people who haven't seen the previous films can actually enjoy it cuz it's a it's a fresh start. So, no, I I really believe that this film did have great characters. I mean, it's great to have Harrison Ford back and I mean, he you put on the jacket and you have Chewbacca next to him. Even I were like, whoa, oh my gosh. I, I geeked out. And J.J. Abrams did a wonderful job of just keeping to the nostalgic but also adding a new zest to the franchise. Yeah, I agree. How would you compare the special effects to the original Star Wars films? Well, I hear jokes that in the special edition of Star Wars Force Awakens, they're going to replace the CGI characters with puppets. So, that would be interesting. No, I mean, I really enjoy the the, orig- the original. I'm talking original films and no extended, no special editions. The original effects were great. I loved them. I really enjoyed them. They were they were classic. They had they were they were perfect for that time range. I'm I'm sad that George Lucas had to think that thought that he had to totally CG the films in the special editions and replacing a lot of Jabba the Hutt by making him CG. I mean, he didn't have to do that, George. I mean, he's the film was great on his own. Now, now with that said, twenty this this new era of filmmaking, we have a lot more toys, I should say, of special effects, and I feel like they really took advantage of it. It wasn't incredibly like CG everywhere. Oh my gosh, too much CG. I feel like it was the right amount of special effects and practical effects as well. So I feel like the effects lived up to the expectations of today's films. And, I mean, I liked it. I really enjoyed the, the fighting with the Millennium Falcon and you're in space. I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Yeah, I agree that the special effects are pretty cool. Well, what was your favorite special effect, by the way? What was my favorite special effect? Yeah, what did you find really enjoyable to you? I really just liked it all because I was, like, you know, I'd never watched it before. Yeah. But I thought that in that one scene, like, at the very end i don't want to like give it away but like close to the the very end was really cool oh and i think people who've seen the film know what you're talking about and i totally agree with you that Uh 
That was something right there. Yeah, that was really cool. So there are some new characters brought into this film. So have they added or subtracted to the overall story? I feel like a lot of the characters have been, I wouldn't say replacements. I feel like Finn is very much like Han Solo, but so is Poe. By Oscar, played by Oscar Isaac. He's very much of that smart mouth, kind of like, hey, I'm cool, like, wink and kill you with a wink. That kind of character. I am, it's, Ray is great. I love the character Ray. She is so strong. And little stuff like Finn keeps, like, holding her hand to, like, get her out of danger because he's the big, strong man. And she's like, quit holding my hand. Little stuff like that. It's cool to see a strong female character. I'm not going to give anything away, but there's something about her that makes it even more amazing that it's great to see that kind of a character because Princess Leia in the original by Carrie Fisher was a, was a strong woman but she wasn't she still got captured and she still was kind of damaged under stress a lot Rey on the other hand is I don't need saving I can handle myself I love that character. It's great to see characters like that expand from the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I absolutely loved Ray's character. And she was, like, super strong. And, like, she might have even been stronger than Finn in some ways. So oh, that certainly. Was... <laughs> You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking about Norm of the North, Yellow Day. And right now I'm talking to Kiefer about Star Wars The Force Awakens. Yeah, no, I really... The, well, it's also what I had nothing about this film is that J.J. Abrams' direction style was, I mean, you got his classic lens flares, and he's also rebooted some other classic sci-fi generation style known as Star Trek, and him taking over, I think he really had a good feel for what Star Wars is, and, I mean, everyone says, like, George Lucas was the one and true person, no, what made George Lucas direct, directing style in the originals was he had help, he asked for help during his filmmaking, he only directed one Star Wars film, and he wrote the other ones. I felt like the direction style in this film, especially Force in Force Awakens, was was well done, and I would I wouldn't mind see J J Abrams directed again. But I hear somebody else is directing the next Star Wars film, which I'm excited to see. So a big question that is going like around right now is who is Rey? So in your opinion, like who do you think Rey is? Who do I think Rey is? Uh huh. Like some people think that she is like Le- Princess Leia's daughter, and some people. Oh, think- I see the conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, <laughs> I mean, I I'm unsure because. I would like to see I mean if she's Princess I, I don't think she's Princess Leia's daughter because if you're if you're a mother you're gonna know your child because you've had you're gonna know your child and when the first time that Princess Leia meets Rey there was no connection like mother-daughter mother-daughter relationship right there so it that's not gonna be it uh whether it's Kylo Ray's if it's Kylo Ray's some sort of relationship I don't know I don't know about Kylo Ray I have a I have a theory that he could be she I mean she could be maybe a descendant of uh, uh, Skywalker. And see, I don't have no I have no evidence to back that up. We're just gonna have to see the other films for that. And quite frankly, I don't know much about the conspiracy theories about that. I just wanna I'm just I'm excited to see what they're gonna do with it. Yeah, me too. Most people are familiar with the Star Wars theme song. How did the music impact your experience when viewing this movie? It was originally composed by John Williams. This movie was composed by John Williams. What more can I say? He is a legend, he has created some of the most iconic film scores ever. And I mean the first thing the first thing you see when you see Star Wars Force Awakens is bum bum ba ba bum bum ba ba bum dun da 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 dun even I who compared to other Star Wars fans I'm not the biggest fan I got giddy I was cheering I was excited I love the music the music always to me represented a journey of a hero and this grand epic hero's quest that's what Star Wars is it's a is this we have this hero going on a journey of revelation and just 
finding who he or she is, and it's just it's action, and that's what made that's what makes Star Wars Star Wars. It's the lore. It's not much. It's it's the action. It's the music really represents what Star Wars is. That's yeah. pretty much what I'm getting at. I agree because I feel like some people who don't even like watch Star Wars know what that theme song is because I yeah. knew what it was, you know, before I had even seen the movies. Big time. Do you think that this movie that it was like necessary to add an addition to the Star Wars? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm happy they did it. I wasn't screaming or begging for it because, I, again, I'm not the the kind of person for this. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see a build on Star Wars. I mean, I didn't like the prequels, not because, not as a fan. I just didn't like it as a filmmaker. I feel like they were just, they just didn't, they, they didn't flow. And they were, they were kind of bland. But I'm not going to talk about this when I'm talking about Star Wars Force Awakens. I feel like it's great to give a, genera- a new generation a taste of Star Wars. I think the commercials for Star Wars, like, you know, those toy commercials. I feel like those represent what Star Wars Force Awakens is supposed to do. We have the parents talking about what the Force is to their children. And they have the old toys of Star Wars. And they have the new toys. I mean, it's merchandising, but it represents what Star Wars Force Awakens is supposed to do. It's supposed to give a new generation a taste of what Star Wars is. And I felt like, I feel like a lot of parents are proud to take their children to this film because it brings them back to when they were kids and they saw Star Wars for the first time. So, what, do you think, do I think it's necessary? Yes. Would I, would I be screaming in agony if we didn't make one yet? No, but I'm glad they did it because it's nice to give a new generation a taste of what made the back then great. So, what ages do you recommend this movie for and what rating would you give it? I I give this five out of five stars. I mean, it's just... It's really good. I really enjoyed it. And my age range is probably going to be around 8 through 17-year-olds. I'm, I'm pretty low at it because I don't feel like there's, there's so much violence that kids can't handle it. There was some dark moments in there, but I feel like kids can handle Star Wars. It's, it is very PG-13, but I feel like if uh, depending on who you... Parents, depending on how... You know your children. You know how much they can handle. I feel like they can handle this. It's not too much, too gory. I think it's fun action for kids. Let's take a break. I'm Lainey Anderson, and you are listening to Kids First Coming. Attractions. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. 
We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Welcome back. I'm Lainey Anderson, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attraction. We've been talking about Norma the North, Yellow Day, and Star Wars The Force Awakens. And right now, I'm talking to Kiefer about Norma the North. Hi, you guys. <laughs> Hi, Kiefer. Nice to talk with you. I'm super curious about this new animated film. So tell us what the storyline is all about. Well, first of all, I should say this is Splash Entertainment's first feature film. And um, congratulations, Splash Entertainment. It took a lot. This is distributed by Lionsgate. But still, Splash Entertainment got a lot of weight, uh, went through a lot of time and effort to get this into the big screen. So congratulations, guys, especially Mike Young. Thank you very much. Uh, so Norman North is about a polar bear named Norm, voiced by Rob Schneider, who is, his home is threatened. The Arctic is threatened by Mr. Green, played by Ken Jeong. And he's threatening to build condominiums up in the Arctic. So it's just pretty much him going to the Big Apple, New York, to convince him to leave his home alone. That's really interesting. How do you think this independently produced film compares to those from the big studios? Well, I gotta say that I, I really feel for Splash Entertainment for what they went through to get this film out. Is it revolutionary? No. But I feel like it's a great start for Splash Entertainment to cre- to continue the movie-making journey. i like to see more from them. Uh, compared to the big leagues, the animation's fine. It's not like Pixar and Disney, but again, it's an independent company, and for an independent company, it's really good for it. I was actually kind of surprised because I felt like it really lived up to a lot of Blue Skies animation. Blue Skies done Ice Age and and. Rio, I feel like it really got up to their sort of animation level, and that's really good. I really did enjoy, I feel like the comedy was mostly pointed towards um, younger children. It's not really comedy towards me, so, but I felt like some of the 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 jokes for the parents, I chuckled at. I really did find that some of the, the jokes for the parents were funny, and that that's a pre- and I bet the parents really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Well, what more would have you liked to see in this film? What more? I don't think there's anything more I would like to see. I feel like this film does show what it needs to show and it just goes on from there. I feel like there's nothing there's nothing more to show in this film. We have enough we have enough comedy for the kids. We have enough jokes for the adults. And I feel like it's a message about keeping that animals should have should you should leave the animals home alone. That kind of environmental message is there. So no, I feel like it, it shows pretty much everything it wants to tell. So you said that this movie was funny, right? But was it like crazy funny? Like really, really, really funny at I men- times. I mentioned that the comedy the main comedy was not pointing towards me. It's a lot of childish humor, and I'm not trying to be pretentious anyway, but it just, it wasn't for me. But when I was in the audience, the kids around me were hysterical. They laughed. They enjoyed it. They loved the lemmings. They loved, they loved Norm. They loved Mr. Green. All the animation was fun. The slapstick, they really enjoyed. For the jokes that were pointed towards parents, which I got more and I laughed at a little bit, what were funny. Even the parents really enjoyed those jokes, and they appreciated that. So, yeah, the comedy's fine. The comedy is totally fine for the age range it's pointed towards. So do you think that this movie was aimed more for adults or kids or both since there was like humor for both? Mostly for kids. A lot of the genuine humor was for kids. That's 
cool. It seems that there are a lot of movies that involve talking animals, so is there any movies that you could compare to Norma the North? Well, this kind of fish-out-of-water story has been told before. Kind of like Wreck-It Ralph. It's like it's kind of like that, where he feels like he's he's for something greater, and he needs to go and save his home. And he and But I really don't want to... Like, com- I don't like comparing it to other films, because when you really get down to it, you can compare every film to something. Because a, a lot of films have the same tropes and stereotypes as other films. So, I mean, is it a rip-off from anything? Not really, no. It's pretty much its own film, and it has its own unique presence to it that creates its own type of universe. So, yeah. Very true. Did you think that the animation was strong, or did you see a few flaws in it? I mean, for an independent company, it's very well done. There's a lot... I like how they animated the fur, especially when it's just water. I feel like they did a good time... I think they did a good job with the water effects. The only thing I have about the animation, and it has nothing to do with the quality, it just has, it's just my personal opinion. Slapstick. A lot of the characters move like rubber. I understand that's good for some of the characters, because that's the running joke for the lemmings, because they can't feel any pain. But slapstick is about cause and effect. Someone hits you and, it's, and when you have a solid contact that's funny because that creates pain plus tra- that equals tragedy and that equals comedy but here a lot of the slapstick is just these characters who move like rubber and silly putty and when they bump into stuff it's not really as funny towards me personally because I don't feel any sort of pain or s- sort of contact but the kids really enjoyed that and so I'm glad that they enjoyed it I really am glad they enjoyed slapstick slapstick is a dying art and it can only be used for certain occasions mm-hmm. now back to the storyline. So what was your favorite scene? Uh, probably my favorite scene was the opening number. Uh, it's when Norm is trying to hunt. Personally, I liked how, the, how our, our character is introduced. It's a night, And also we have a beautiful uh, introduction to the landscape of the Arctic. The northern lights, the ice, the snow. I mean, it's, it's very nicely well lit, might I add. There's, they did a fun thing of lighting in this film. Now, also, Lainey, by the way, did you? what do you think about independent companies like putting more films out there? Because there's a lot of big league animation companies, Disney, DreamWorks. I mean, what do you feel about this movie? of independent companies well, trying to I get think, their out there. Well, I think that, like, you know, like, the big leagues have, like, a whole lot of money, you know, to just, like, make the movie out of, and so, like, the independent ones usually aren't, like, you know, like, that much money into it. So, I applaud them because it's probably, like, a lot harder. And also, I do enjoy, like, independent movies. Well, that's fantastic, and I'm glad that people like us like to support these independent companies because they deserve they deserve more credit and more attention so we can help them out on this journey to create more films and to yeah, expand. Definitely agree. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking to Kiefer about Norm of the North. Today we are talking about Norm of the North, Yellow Day, Star, and Star Wars The Force Awakens. And right now I'm talking to Kiefer about Norm of the North. What the message of this film? The message of this film was leave na- keep the nature to the animals. I love nature. I adore it. I, f- I like visiting it and going into forests and watching wildlife. But there's also there's a point where you have to say, it's a beautiful place, but you gotta leave that beauty to the animals. The animals need need that place. And for an environment and for a film to push that kind of message, kind of a discreet, when I add global warming message. And I feel like they did actually put that in a very and they slipped it in there in a slight manner for kids to understand and for adults to kind of get the message as well. Uh, I feel like it was beautifully put together, and I like the message. I I like messages about the environment. That's very nice, especially for kids' films. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it it taught the kids like about you know like like helping the environment and stuff like that? Or do no. you feel like it just like briefly no. explained it? 
really like put in with the game to the just in statistics and like this is the Arctic and we just what we need to do. It's mostly just focusing on what the kids film pretty much advertises entertainment. It is in there. It is. It is. It is. It's put in there, and I feel like that's the main. That's the main. That's our main plot. But really, do they focus on it too much? No, but I don't think that's the main goal.、Mm-hmm. What do you think the genre of this film is? Sorry, excuse me. The genre of this film is child animation comedy. That's actually that's that sounds like three genres in one. The genre is animation. If you want to get te- technical, it is made, it's pointed towards kids. This is for kids, and if if you're looking for a, a groovy little fun co- little fun comedy for kids to enjoy, and you want to support independent animation company with their films, go check it out. I, I, you won't be disappointed. I feel there's some really good redeeming qualities in this film.、Mm-hmm. But do you feel like teens like yourself would also like this film? Because I know you're not like a humongous fan, but do you think other teens out there would enjoy this film as well as like younger kids? Well, I. I didn't say I wasn't a fan. I'm just、mm-hmm. saying the it wasn't pointed towards me. I admire this film for mostly the behind the scenes of it all, and I admire it for the lengths it went.、Uh, I don't feel like teens would really enjoy this unless you do. Unless if you really want to enjoy a talking Rob Schneider polar bear, go check it out. I'm not, I'm not going to say that you can't go see it because you're a teen. Please go check it out. But I don't feel like that's what the audience is for. The audience is for younger kids who just want to see a fun polar bear and comedy ensue. Is there anything in this film that hints? That there might be a sequel someday, and if so, what would you like to see included in that sequel? I don't really see a sequel in mind. I mean, I don't feel like it needs to have a sequel. We were talking. We we talked about last segment if it's necessary. It's not. I feel like it ends per- where it needs to end. If you want to make a sequel, I don't really see any story going towards it unless there's another person who wants to take over the Arctic, or maybe we can move to the move to the North Pole. I mean, we can talk about penguins. I don't know.、Mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's really a story. I don't think Norm's story is should be continued. There's not much to continue with. Yeah. Well, if they continue to you know like in the North Pole or whatever, then would you see it getting a lot of hit- See, I can't. I don't know that part. I that's looking into the future, and I don't know. I feel like Splash Entertainment has other films coming out, other movie a feature. I feel like I don't know if it's the features. I think they are new other feature films coming out, and. I feel like they're going to be focusing on those projects, and I would, I would actually like to see what those projects are and see what they're going from there. Whether it's Norm, I don't. I feel like Norm's chapter is over. I feel like Norm left his mark on. No, sorry, left his paw mark on the Splash Entertainment Company. But I feel like they continue with other stories, other comedy, and just go from there. That sounds good. What rating do you give this movie, and what ages would you recommend? I give this four out of five stars, mostly because it's. I feel like this is an enjoyable film for kids and adults. If you want to take your kids to it, there are there are enough jokes for you to enjoy. I, the age range should be about three to twelve year olds. Those age and mostly because it's point for young kids, and I think like preteens, like twelve, could enjoy it. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest video reviews of new film and DVD releases and learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of Huffington Post. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by the Little Prince from Encir. Entertainment. I'm Lainey Anderson. Thanks for listening. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.
listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 